Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our live broadcast. Tonight we're looking at Guttarnikaya, Book of Fives, Sutta 154. The Sutta. Samosa. Funny, isn't a samosa an Indian food? I don't suppose that's where it comes from because samosa here means it comes from samoha, merce. Uh, probably a corruption of moha or related to the word moha, moha. So it means. Uh, the corruption perhaps or the loss the clouding let's say the clouding of the good dhamma maybe it's the, the loss of the good dhamma the lapse and then so samosaya antaradhanaya antaradhana Antaradhana means uh, the disappearance. So the, we're concerned about this, right? We're concerned about what causes the Dhamma to become clouded and, and lost fade away, to not shine bright, to not appear in all its splendor in the world. We should be concerned about this for our own well-being, keeping the Dhamma clear in our own minds, in our own lives. But we should also be concerned in general uh, that the Dhamma remain in the world. The Dhamma being that which is considered good, that which keeps people from falling into corrupt evil ways and hurting and, and killing each other and manipulating each other and torturing and, and hurting ourselves. It's what, it's what brings light to the world. That's what, call, that's what we mean by the Dhamma, the truth, righteousness, reality, because delusion, illusion, falsehood, unrighteousness, all of these things, they darken the world. And people lack love and compassion and sympathy. And they lack equanimity and objectivity and impartiality and they become partial and jealous and conceited and uh, greedy so the Dhamma it's, it's, a, it's, it's of great importance that the Dhamma stay in the world 
and that we work to keep the Dhamma in the world not just in this life but in the next life it's not enough to think well I know the Dhamma so I don't have to help keep the Dhamma in the world if we don't become enlightened in this life we'll have to come back and we'll still need the Dhamma in the future it's like why we have to worry about the environment oh, I'm going to die soon and I won't have to be around for to deal with the effects of climate change uh, 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 not so fast it's not about just leaving it for the next generation we are the next generation if you happen to be born as a human again next life yeah it's not looking so good not in terms of the environment anyway it's going to get hotter today was hot for an October day in Ontario anyway so we need the Dhamma the Dhamma is what keeps the world cool it's what keeps the, the world pure and so as we lose the Dhamma we become more coarse the world becomes more corrupt and, and polluted our minds become more corrupt and polluted and the world around us as well So we have the Book of Fives, we have five Dhammas, Panchime Bhikkave Dhamma, that lead to the disappearance, the confounding, the loss of the Dhamma. And there are several suttas, this is the first one, but I like this one because it, uh, it relates to some, something specific. These five are related to learning the Dhamma. How do we preserve the Dhamma? We have five ways. Five ways that uh, we are unable to preserve the Dhamma. Five reasons. The first one is that we don't respectfully listen to the Dhamma. Nasakajang dhammang sunanti. Sakajang means respectfully. With some a measure of, of sincerity and severity. We take it as a joke. You come on here, you listen to me for some entertainment, and maybe you post some funny questions, and maybe you sit and laugh about it, or sit with your friends drinking beer and listening to the Dhamma, smoking and listening to the Dhamma, eating and listening to the Dhamma. Maybe eating was a, maybe you could make an allowance for that, but still, not really, because when you listen to the Dhamma, um, well, when you when you cultivate this mind state of not taking it seriously, the biggest thing is you don't retain in the same way as if you were listening mindfully. Listening and meditating is a really good way because your mind is much more receptive much more able to get the gist of what's being said if you're distracted by anything it's not a good not a good way to listen to the Dhamma exercising and listening to the Dhamma you know you go for a run and you listen to a talk maybe maybe you're just too too distracted because you're running and because you're tired 
something to think about that when we do listen to the Dhamma, especially now because we have such access to talks, we can drive and listen to the Dhamma. And some people say, well, that's great when I, you know, I can drive and gives me a, you know, because I drive for an hour a day or two hours a day and it gives me an opportunity to listen. There's something about it still because your mind is not fully on it. Your mind is half on the driving and half on the dumb lights. That would be considered nasakkachang, not with not with any measure of sincerity or well, not with an ad, not with a full measure of care and and sincerity. Your mind isn't fully engaged. But I think I think that's all maybe conjecture. The most the most Clearly what the Buddha is saying here is without respect, disrespectfully. So if you listen without any any feeling that of the importance of the Dhamma, of course doing all those running, driving, you can still have a sense of um, appreciation of the Dhamma, respect. And it's something to consider. It's not fully respectful. It's not reverent in the same way as if you turn off, close all the windows, shush everyone, sit respectfully, quietly, and listen to the Dhamma. It's much more respectful. I think to some extent it's uh, preferred. I think it is definitely preferred and may actually be considered disrespectful to do. To, you know, it's, it's not like listening to music. To go for a run and listen to the Dhamma, I'm not convinced that... Because what you're saying is, I can do two things at once. I'm going to listen to the Dhamma, but I'm also going to get in shape, right? Your, your 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 intentions during it are not pure. I mean, not purely dhamma. Not pur purely. I want to learn the dhamma. It's the first one. Nasak number two. Nasakachang dhammang pariyapunanti. Pariyapunanti means to memorize. To or to comprehend to master the Dhamma. Master, but it probably just refers to memorizing. Or, or you know, going over it. So, um, this, is the, this is actually, these are steps, right? You're listening to the Dhamma is something you have to do respectfully, but sometimes you listen and you don't have any sense of the need to remember it. You say, okay, well, that was really an interesting talk, and then you forget about it and go home. This is called someone who keeps the Dhamma in their lap. It's a person with lap Dhamma, because if you put anything on your lap, then when you stand up, it all, uh, like if you have some beans or rice or something on your lap, and then you stand up, it all flies all over the place. You can't keep it. Someone who has the Dhamma, like the Dhamma on their lap, is someone when they stand up, they're listening to the Dhamma quietly, when they stand up, they forget it. It goes scatters. So, not just listening and saying, oh, that was really nice that I listened to the Dhamma. In order to keep the Dhamma, in order to preserve the Dhamma for yourself, even just for yourself, but also just as the keeping the Dhamma in the world, we have to mem remember it. We have to think of these five things, these four things, these lists we should keep in mind, try to remember.
Number three, Nasakachang Dhamang Dharinti. Not really sure what Dharinti means. Let's look at the difference between these. Yeah, because the third one is keep ah okay, okay. So the second one is memorizing it. When you the process of mem remembering it, it's committing it to memory. Number three is dharinti means to hold. So dharinti actually comes from the word dharma. It's a, or that's where the word dharma comes from or dhamma. That which but it's a different meaning. Here dharinti means one holds it. So you've remembered it, you retain it in your memory. Right? So sometimes you remember something, it's fine, I remembered it, but then you never think of it about, about it again. So, uh, I mean, really the meaning here is Buddhists should be keeping this stuff in mind. Monks will recite these things, should uh, be going over these, reading them. Nowadays we have books, we read them again and again to keep them in mind. Number four Nasakachang Dhatanang Dhammanang Atang Upaparikanti. So that Dhamma which has been kept in mind. One doesn't and again, each one is the word. The word is used chung, so it involves careful and carefully, thoroughly, respectfully, with a sense of reverence or a sense of importance. It's interesting. This word sakatjang, before going any further, it um, it's funny to come across this because I'm working on a research project to redefine the word religion. We have to in this. This, uh, this course I'm taking on the study of religion, we have to do a research project. So I chose as my research project the study of the word religion and an attempt to redefine it. And uh, I'll cut right to the chase. My, my definition of religion is that which you take seriously. And this word sakatjang um, sums that up quite well. This is, this is the essence of religion in my mind. Religion doesn't have to do with God or faith. That's not the meaning of religion. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean you're religious, you see. In the same way, just as I believe in Australia, doesn't mean that doesn't make me religious, because I don't care. I believe in Australia, but it doesn't move me. I don't place any importance on that knowledge, or I place very little importance. So it's a very unreligious relatively speaking 
So some people are like that with God. They believe in God as Christians or Jews. Jews, it's a big thing. They believe in God, but it doesn't mean anything to them. It's like, yeah, so what? It's not important to them. It doesn't affect how they live their life. But they, you know, kind of believe in God. And then there's the people who their belief in God is very important to them. and It, it informs their life. They take it seriously. So it's very religious for them. People do that with dieting. People diet religiously. They exercise religiously. It means they take it seriously. Other people diet not so religiously, irreverently, uh, sacrilegiously, no. uh, unreligiously. They don't take it seriously. Uh, so this this idea here, this one will be a really good, this word will be a really good word to use talking about Buddhist I was just thinking um, maybe I'll write a book one day called Buddhist Religion and the idea will be not to talk to not to not just another book that tells you about Buddhism but a book that tells you about religion from the point of view of a Buddhist I think that would be an interesting book to read to write because I think it would be a little more uh, practical you know you, you'd make religion the focus, and then it's all about you, the path. It's about uh, spirituality. It's it's a it's a uh, universal topic. But then you, you you look at it how a Buddhist sees that, how the Buddha saw that, right? You look at where religion came from for the Buddha. How did the Buddha come to religion? Uh, and then you look at. How the Buddha taught. What was the Buddha? What was the essence of religion to the Buddha? And but you try to make it sort of universal. I'm not saying well, this is something that belongs to the Buddha, but it's how the Buddha saw the religious life. The Brahmacharya is another good word, right? He didn't use the word Buddhism. He he rarely used the word Buddhasasana. Um, but he often used the word Brahmacharya, which was a word he borrowed. You know, it's a word that just means the holy life. Maybe I'll write a book called Buddhist Religion someday. See, good comes of studying. Those of you who are concerned that I'm going back to university, this was the point. Agree or not, it's going to let me be able to write a book someday. Another book. Great, huh? So, the word sakachang. Sakachang means seriously or, or sincerely. So those, those dhammas that have been memorized, one does not sincerely or seriously undertake to upaparikanti, to examine, to study, contemplate, to investigate. So... If you learn about the four satipatthana, you don't, you, you, oh, that sounds nice, but you don't ever think about how do you practice that? What does this mean? It's funny how you could read the Satipatthana Sutta and not ever get, get to the point where, you, oh, the Buddha's actually talking about doing this. It's not just something you read and say, oh, yes, I agree with that. It's funny how we can read these practical manuals and say, yeah, I agree with that, I'm a Buddhist. I think that's a great thing to do. Sometimes you get this about Buddhists about meditation. They say, oh yes, meditation is great. Do you meditate? Oh no, no. I don't have time, but, but I know it's great. 
which you know, it's, it's not something to be laughed at exactly, but it's it's a, it's a shame really. Um, but sometimes we don't. E it's that's the next step actually. But this one means um, we don't even investigate it. We don't even think about um, what it means. We memorize it. I guess that's really the point. Is up to this point, the, th the things that we've talked about are memorizing, keeping in mind. But uh, even a parrot can do that. My teacher was, <laughs> he was, he's he's good at uh, backhand compliments. He uh, he's uh, several occasions. I I used I got really good at speaking Thai. And uh, well, and I have a good memory, so I memorized the Patimoka. He asked me to. He asked me to memorize the Patimoka. He was asking every monk, though, so I wouldn't take that to mean anything. Everybody he was pushing them to learn. The Patimoka are the rules of the monks. And uh, so he pushed us to memorize. He was pushing monks to memorize it, which I think is important. It's, it's one of his duties as a, as a head monk. Uh, but I took it seriously, and I learned it. And he went and he, he was praising me about it all the time, saying, oh, yes. It's like... Uh, he talked about these. Uh, oh, how did he use? But he used the he used the idea of a parrot. Anyway, he's always talking about this Western person. There's a really famous American, I think, who uh, learned how to sing Thai songs and sound just like a Thai person. And there's a very famous. I think there's a couple actually, maybe a, a man and a woman, and they're able to sing Thai songs. And they became very famous in Thailand because they sound just like Thai people. And he was saying, well, here we have uh, uh, Pranoa. <laughs> we can't teach him to sing, so we got him to learn the Bhatimoka. Um, just like, I, I don't remember how the parrot came in, but he, he did manage to insert the parrot analogy in there, just like a parrot. doesn't really say anything yet. You know, the rules are fun because uh, some monks memorize all the rules and then don't keep them all, right? Or, or don't have any sense of trying to keep them. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, mean, I, had to know. I was talking about the rules. Anyway, let's not go into that so much. I was talking about that today. All these rules that monks have. I won't go into that though tonight. The point here is just memorizing, but not not thinking about what does this actually mean. Not not even using it as teachings, right? Memorizing it, and then even sometimes you memorize it, and you can tell it to others, but you've never thought about using it yourself, right? Investigating, thinking about. I think um, people who foreigners, newly newcomers to Buddhism, don't generally have this problem. They may have a, the problem of not being concerned with memorizing because they don't generally have the same sense, the deep sense of uh, religiosity, I think. So they may not as much memorize, but yeah, that's not even true. Sometimes newcomers are best in all things because they don't have the sort of taking it for granted that cultural Buddhists might. Anyway. All of us, cultural or not, 
to make it a religion, we have to take it seriously. So we have to actually not just memorize, but investigate, study, think about. It's number four, right? So we listen to the Dhamma with with res respect, respectfully. We memorize it respectfully. We uh, keep it memorized. If you don't keep it up, you'll forget it. Do that respectfully, or sincerely, or with care, carefully. And then we uh, study it, or we investigate it. We work out ways to apply it. We do that carefully. We're sincere about that. And number five, nasakachang. These are negatives. This is how it's going to decline. If we don't do this, it'll decline. So number five, nasakachang atamanyaya, dhamma manyaya, dhammanudhammang patipajanti. Which uh, means understand atam anyaya anya anya is that referring to knowledge manyaya atta manya effect is that manya manyaya manya Oh, right. So that, that Dhamma which you have thought about, because the last one was uh, one thinks about it. If one doesn't think about it respectfully. This one, having thought about it, having thought about the Dhamma and the meaning of the Dhamma, Atamanyaya, Dhamma Manyaya. Uh, I think that's what that means. Uh, one doesn't practice the Dhamma respectfully. And dhammanu dhamma is an interesting compound. It's taken to mean practicing the dhamma, which is the mundane teachings, in order to realize the dhamma, which is the truth, the underlying truth and, and reality that is taught by the dhamma. If one doesn't practice to realize the truth, it'll still the dhamma will still fade away and disappear. So I think this is a good it's good because, as you see, it gives us a, a clear understanding of, of how the Dhamma is supposed to be, is meant to be approached. Yes, learning the Dhamma is important, listening to the Dhamma is important. Yes, memorizing the Dhamma is important. Yes, uh, keeping it in mind is important. But uh, as well, investigating the Dhamma is important and practicing it. Practice has to be based not only on, on memorizing and keeping in mind, but also on a proper understanding. And that's what investigating means. It doesn't mean you sit around thinking about the Dhamma a lot. It means you actually go from just memorizing it as words to actually thinking about it as practice. And putting and, and the, that's the bridge between memorization and actual practice. So it's a simple, I mean, there's nothing terribly deep or profound here, but it's quite clear and useful. That's what you can say about a lot of the Buddhist teachings. It's so simple. It just cuts away all the fat, trims away all the fat and all the chaff, and you're left with just the pith and substance. So 
So here we have five clear steps um, that keep the Dhamma from declining. So here you have the Buddha's words. If we do this, if we uh, listen to the Dhamma respectfully, uh, religiously, for lack of a better word, if we memorize the Dhamma religiously, if we keep the Dhamma in mind religiously, if we think about the Dhamma religiously or, or investigate or try and understand the Dhamma, and that Dhamma that we've thought about, if we put it into practice religiously, Sakacchang. These five Dhammas cause the Dhamma, Saddhammasa Tittiya Asamosaya Anantaradhanaya Sammutanti. They lead to the staying of the Dhamma, the fixing of the Dhamma, the firmness, the non-fading away, not non-disappearance. There you go. That's the Dhamma for tonight. Questions. We got a whole bunch of questions. I'm going to be gone for a week. No, no, no more broadcasting at least until Thursday, probably Friday of next week. So get your questions in now. I am, yes, I'm sorry, the page is just loading up. Mm. Hello, when I am meditating and I start thinking about something, I say thinking, thinking, but then it seems that the thought stops, so I don't feel that I'm looking at the thought as it is, but that I have stopped the thought. What do you think about this? Yeah, that's, of course, that's what's going to happen because you've got a new thought, but that's, that's not a problem. You see, the point of the noting is to um, cultivate a sense of this is this, that's all it is. What was that? Normally we say, that was bad, that was good, that was me, that was mine. When you say thinking, you're saying, that was thinking. So yeah, it's gone, but that's all it is, then you can leave it, because you understood that that was thinking. The point is to stop the judgment, stop the reaction, and that's accomplished, so back to your practice. What do you think about Facebook? I started to notice that any information that comes through Facebook will come up in meditation in one way or another. Hmm. My mind is occupied with useless information, which I try to be free from, not to obtain more. How much is too much? Well, trying to be free from inf information is, is not proper practice. Information is just information. You should note it as thinking, thinking. So in that sense, Facebook isn't a problem. But there is a problem with too much information. Practically speaking, it makes it more difficult to be mindful. 
the, the big problem is that when you're not mindful and for example you're looking at Facebook you're not clear in your mind so there's a lot of delusion being built up and confusion and that's going to come back that's what's you know going on in the meditation when you think about these things there's a sense of uh, ignorance for if nothing else means that, that at the moment when you're thinking about these things again you're um, you're not clearly aware of them just as thoughts so you start to judge them as a result but uh, it's important that you understand that from practice in the terms of the practice we're not trying to get rid of the thoughts just see the thoughts as thoughts no matter how much they come up what do I think about Facebook in general I think Facebook is a terrible thing I never I've never found Facebook to be in any way on any on any meaningful level meaningful there's just too much humdrums maybe the word I don't know ah it's too worldly for me so that's what I think about Facebook I guess uh, that's sort of what you're finding as well I wouldn't use Facebook you know it's a much better place I, sh I, I just kind of I'm not sure if I should be saying it but if you're interested in the kinds of things that, that should be on Facebook a good place is Reddit reddit.com I think much higher of Reddit and there's, there's if you're you know able to sift through the garbage on Reddit there's a real people are very intelligent and they have good answers about things They'll have an article on some science or some health issue or even there's a Buddhism channel and you'll have people talking about it and giving really good answers, good comments. So uh, if we're just talking you know, as friends about places on the internet that are of any good, I think Reddit's better. I'm sure there's a lot of garbage on Reddit as well. Hello, should I note disliking and aversion, or should I go back to trying to see the object as it is, as I have failed to do that? Thank you. You should note disliking and aversion. Don't ignore them. Don't go back to the object. It's that's in the past. Note what's in the present. If there's disliking or aversion, note that. But you know that'll go in a moment, and then you'll be back at the object. That's fine. Note the object again. And back and forth. Um, but yeah, no, one, once you've noted something and it goes away, try to go back to the stomach, really, if you're in meditation. You know, try to ground yourself on something. Why am I not seeing these highlighted? I'm having more problems with my computer today. I don't mm -hmm. know. The web my internet. I think we got to talk about this website. What's going on with it? Because doesn't this Ask tab doesn't work the way it one would hope it might. 
Now I'm just getting a spinning circle. Yeah. I think it might be the web server. Our server has to be upgraded. We have to get a better something. More power. So that's there was a thing we moved away from Amazon, and Amazon the one thing it, it it's expensive, and the funny thing is we're still paying for Amazon, right? Yes. We have to move away from that, but Amazon is really powerful, so it would never stall like this. Okay, I got it back. Did you even click on the? You didn't. You didn't even highlight that one. I don't think, or it didn't work. Um. No, it, it is highlighted. Well, okay. I just oh, I, I have problem with my anger issues. They are very severe to where my mother has threatened to kick me out of the house, and I'm having a very hard time with memory. Can you please help me? All you, all I can do is offer you to read my booklet on how to meditate and start to undertake meditation. It's not going to be easy. I can't guarantee that you're going to get success, but. If you want to do a meditation course with me, that'd be a much better way to ensure success. You can do it on the internet, or even better, come here and do a course. But I would start with reading the booklet, see if it's something you can get your head around, and if so, then take the next step and start to meditate, and maybe come and do a course. The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. So I can't help you, you have to help yourself. That's not true. I can help you, but it's help you help yourself, I guess. I can note five sense doors while it's happening, but I struggle during meditation with thinking. When I catch myself thinking, the moment I catch the thinking, it's gone. So the main object would be knowing or remembering I was thinking. So my question is, when to use thinking and when to use knowing? I wouldn't overthink it. <laughs> doesn't really matter. It was thinking, so you can say thinking. You're knowing that you were thinking, so you can say knowing. It's not magic. It's just keeping you objective. You, create, you cultivate this moment of thought where you're clear about what's going on. That's all. keeps you from all this confusion and doubt and uncertainty. Don't overthink it. During sitting meditation, the saliva in my mouth starts to build up. Is there a technique to prevent that? This way I have to swallow and note it too. It isn't bothering me, just wondered if this happens to others too. So far it didn't come up in the questions. No, we're not into preventing things, so if you swallow, you have to say swallowing. Mahasi Sayadaw actually mentions it in his book, so it, you know, it can't be that uncommon. During walking meditation, the same thoughts come and go. I stop to note them, then they go away, but after a while they come back. It's like a monkey mind I'm dealing with. So when is it okay to just ignore them and go back to walking? When walking, we tend to say you can ignore minor thoughts. Um, you'd, you'd, you'd only really have to stop and note them um, if, if they're really distracting, like if it's really 
something that you're curious about or interested in or, or distracted by. And again, it's not, I have no magic answer for you and the answer I give you isn't going to magically make it better. It's about you learning about yourself and uh, the noting is just a means of getting your mind back on track. So it's not magic, like if I catch every thought I get a f level up or, f or uh, extra life or something. It's not a game. Uh, it's about learning about yourself. So again, don't don't overthink it too much. There's some leeway. Bhante, for seeing one, for seeing, one needs eye faculty, light, objects, and mind. However, many times one sees things very clearly with eyes closed. Needed help understanding the difference, or how is it seeing within the four faculties? Thank you. It's a fairly unimportant question, because if it's seeing... Okay, it is a good question. It's probably not one I'm keen to, to dwell on here, but... Um, right, because seeing is seeing, so you just say seeing. Who cares what the difference is? Right. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a reasonable question, but my answer is. Uh, so I'm not discarding it as as unreasonable, but my answer is, who cares? It's just seeing. Seeing is just seeing. But the technical answer would be that it's called dhamma ramana. It's not actually rupa ramana. The the object isn't light. Isn't forms. The object is Dhamma, it's a mental object. But practically speaking, it's still just an experience of seeing. I think, I'm actually not entirely sure, but yeah, I think that's how the Abhidhamma classifies it. Hey, didn't the socialist guy have a better question? Where does good question go? Oh, I don't know. Maybe did, it's. Did you delete his good now. question? No, I didn't delete any any questions. It might have sunk below. I only see two of them. Are there more? Or did we already click on it as answered? Because he had a better one, I thought. These oh. ones are not very good questions. Oh, if we lost one of your questions, please enter so it back. Don't. Wait, let's not answer this one because that'll show up. But, uh, let's just delete it. Let's answer it and then delete it. Uh, so we're not going to enable chat for YouTube because that gets toxic, sorry. Uh, monks can marry, no monks can't marry. It's not really appropriate question for this one, sorry. I didn't see another question, let me see if it's in chat maybe, maybe it didn't come over. Yeah, I, I read earlier this socialist okay. guy had a... I don't know where it went. Hmm. Maybe it's under answered. Maybe maybe he deleted it. Maybe he, maybe people are allowed to delete their own questions. Or she. All right. Anyway, we're done. So uh, that's all for this week. See y'all in about a week's time. Tomorrow I go to New York. If anyone's in the New York area or that area of the world, you're welcome to stop by. Um, I think the event is on my pa my web Facebook page, and you can look up Buddhist Insights in New York on on Facebook. Uh, 
find the event Saturday, Sunday. I don't know if you have to RSVP or not, but... There is an RSVP on it, but... Mm. Probably not too hard of a, a rule if you don't I'll RSVP. Be, then I'll be going to stay with my father, so I won't be doing broadcasting from there, probably. I'll still be doing interviews, so if you have... Hopefully, if internet holds up. So if you have a, if you're doing a course with me, you can still try and call me, but be aware that there might be technical difficulties with that. So that's all for today. Good night. Safe travels, Bhante. Thanks, Robin. Thanks Good night.